0: My name is Matt Brown.
1: Yeah, well, you know, that's just like uh your opinion, man.
0: Woo! Let's start the show. You
1: smell that? You smell that? Hey! It fun, son! Nothing else in the world smells like that! I love the smell of napalm in the morning. You know, one time we had a hill bomb for 12 hours, when it was all over, I walked up.
0: We didn't find one of them, not one stinking dink body.
1: Smell, you know that gasoline smell? The whole hill smells like victory.
0: Someday this war is gonna end hey yo hey yo hey yo this is the production. Conversations Podcast. My name is Matt Brown and I am your host today and I hope each and every one of you is doing an incredible job living it up in this life and being the best damn person you can be. What's up? Today is Monday, December 7th, 2020. First things first, as we know, December 7th, Is a very significant day in the history of the United States of America. And as our 32nd president said it himself, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, that December 7th, 1941, was a day that will live in infamy. And that is because the Japanese... an attack to Pearl Harbor at precisely 7.55 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, hence being the tipping point to allow the United States to enter World War II. And well, on this day 79 years ago, I just want to say that every single person who was there that day, who fought for us, and which kicked off the most significant moment for the greatest generation to fight for our country, to fight for our freedom, and hence, defeating the Axis powers, hence, winning World War II. So, I just want to say this is a very important day in our history, and for each and every single person who was there at Pearl Harbor, and each and every single person who fought in World War II for the United States or the Allied Powers, we will not forget each and every single one of you, and we thank you, even over 75 years later since the end of World War II. We still remember you, and we still thank you, and especially any of my great-uncles who fought in that war, including one who won a Purple Heart in the Pacific, including two who fought in the beaches of Omaha and Normandy, including my grandfather who was in the navy leaves home at 16 years old and enlists enlists in the navy and being a contributor to win world war 2 and having us have our freedom that we are still affected by in this day every single one of you in that in the greatest generation who helped us lead to a significant win for this world. And again. Keeping our freedoms. And it all stems to that very big day. On December 7th. 20, 79 years ago. We thank each and every one of you. And we will never forget. Seriously. We will never forget. You're always in our thoughts and prayers. And you mean the world to us. So quite a day. And uh, transitioning into that, it is Monday, December 7th, 2020, as we keep inching away to the end of the pandemic, inching away from being with our friends and family again safely and inching away to prospering to the new phase in our life. I just want to say, let's continue to be responsible. Let's continue to be safe. And we, and there will be a day in the very near future where we can celebrate that the pandemic is over as we are seeing the vaccine slowly becoming available in our country, in other countries around the world, and we start that road to recovery. But until then, continue to wear your mask, continue to be responsible, and continue to do the right thing. Now as we talk about right things, today is another significant day. And it was the right thing to do to continue to grow the Productive Conversations podcast. Today, I have a musician on the show, a musician who is performing his own music. And let me say, we recorded this right before the Thanksgiving holiday, Words cannot describe how mesmerized I was to see how well my guest today is at playing the guitar, at playing the guitar. And he has some really great lyrics and vocals that comes with it. Having said, all of that, my guest today is one of the most intelligent individuals, one of the most level-headed individuals, and again, he is a wickedly talented person, and words can't describe how thrilled I am to show off this incredible young man who is intelligent, level-headed, and most importantly, Talented. My guest today is none other than the great, the powerful, and the entertaining Dan Berger today, everybody. Dan Berger's on the show. Engineer in the day, great musician in the night. And my goodness, he is going to go places. And I'm so fortunate to have him stop by the show today as we talked about all his world travels. Balancing being an aspiring musician and a successful engineer... I've talked about some other interesting things from food, songwriting processes, the best and worst restaurants we've been to, and much, much more. Seriously, guys, we are all in for a treat today because, again, he is simply the man. So having said all that, time is now. Be sure to check out two of his exclusive tracks on this show, and be sure to check out all his music by typing in 3 a.m. headlights on all streaming platforms, which include Spotify and Apple Music. All right, Dan Berger, it's your turn. Let's do it. This has been one of the most anticipated. This has been one of the most exciting and this has been one of the most delightful opportunities I have. And I have been looking forward to seriously. I have one talented and extremely, let me emphasize again, talented individual in my <laughs> guest today for the productive conversations podcast. He is a brilliant man. I mean, he, the guy's an engineer and he's one incredible music and he's going to bless us with some of his tracks today, but to, so, having said all that, I have one of my great friends from college, and a guy I have a great amount of respect for. This is Dan Berger, everybody. Dan, what's going on?
2: <laughs> what's up, Matt? Thank you for the introduction, man. That was uh, that was touching. I appreciate it.
0: Well, I mean every word. Seriously, man, you look great, Berger. Uh, I see. Thanks, bro. You look good too, man. Thank you. I see the there's been no quarantine wait for you. <laughs> you look yeah,
2: up. I mean, the, the quarantine wait kind of started and then I just I dropped it off by like, you know, not drinking like gallons of Coke every day.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, I mean, you're like in that Batman shape. Uh, I would be if you told me that you were going to get ready for a movie <laughs> for a superhero movie. I want to doubt it. But
2: man yeah, dude, I'm coming for Chris Pratt's role. <laughs> right oh. no I don't think I'll ever be that ripped maybe close but
0: <laughs> well you would definitely have my support in this but burger what's going on <laughs> how have you been uh I know I heard that 2020 has been quite a year for some people but uh how have you been for for you so far
2: Dude, I mean, um, you know, I still have a job. I'm, I'm pretty blessed in that. I can work remotely. That's like the, the pretty cool thing about, um, you know, the engineering field. We, we basically just have laptops and we can, we can work anywhere. So it's, yep. it's, you know, I feel, I feel pretty blessed in that way. You know, I'm not much has changed for me in, um, I mean, a lot has changed obviously, but you know, in regards to work, it's all kind of just the same thing, just the location kind of switched.
0: Here we, I hear you, man. What, um, what exactly, what type of engineer are you exactly right now?
2: So I'm, I'm a civil engineer. And most of the time when I say that the next question is what the hell is a civil engineer? Cause, mm-hmm. <laughs> cause no one knows what that is. Um, so it's, it's basically like all the stuff that you take for granted every day and and don't think about, but needs to get done. So, you know, your house was designed by a civil engineer, like a structural engineer. So, you know, you can go into your house and it doesn't fall on you.
0: (laughs) We appreciate houses that don't fall on us for sure.
2: Exactly, it's always good. Um, We appreciate people
0: like you, the awesome men and women who are doing that. So (laughs) thank you, on behalf of society. (laughs)
2: i appreciate i appreciate that bro i don't i don't get that a lot so it means a lot deep down
0: sweet sweet uh one of the cool things that we're gonna get into a little bit later and um then you'll show us a great example of this dan burger you are a musician you're a guitar player, both electric and acoustic, and I think it, you're pretty awesome with it. Whether you're solo Thanks, or bro. three AM headlights, you really know how to shred. You really know how to keep the vibe. Whether it's shredding or keeping the vibe sweet with an acoustic guitar, and uh, you said agreed to play a few songs for us throughout the show, so that's really one great thing to have you here. But why don't you get tell me about how has music your approach with music and playing has been lately, especially in 2020?
2: That's, that's an awesome question. Um, man. uh, So right before, I guess I kind of have to bring you to, uh, and it kind of leads into my first song. So that works out pretty well. Um, right before the the shit show of 2020, like right in the beginning Mm -hmm. of 2020 in February, um, I went to Costa Rica with my cousin. and it dude it just blew (laughs) my mind it just blew my mind the place was like the whole the whole atmosphere the entire place was just so relaxed and laid back and it was like so non-judgmental and like do whatever you need to do like in order to be happy whatever you got to do to make that happen like that was the whole vibe of the country so
0: yeah, and dude, you went I, in like um, what? February, January, around that time?
2: Yeah, yeah. I I think um, like February like ninth or tenth or something is when I when I started heading over there. Okay. And um, dude, it was wild because you know I. I wrote this song on the beach. I have this little travel guitar that's like this big with me. Mm -hmm. And uh, I wrote this song like on the beach and I felt, I don't even feel like I wrote it. It just like the waves just channeled this energy through my fingers and like through my soul and put it on a piece of paper. It's like the weirdest thing. And um, so I wrote this song and I yeah, exactly. I just been playing the song everywhere I was like, staying at this awesome hostel called lost boys, which is super cool. And I was playing the song everywhere. And then all of a sudden I just like, I, I'm, I'm heading back like two weeks later or something towards like the mid or end of April and Corona is just Rising and yeah. I'm, I'm in airports at this point. So it's like, it's kind of freaky. Right. Yep. Um, so you know, I, it, it kind of just transitioned from me being in this awesome state of mind where I'm, like, super free and open to, like, holy shit, everyone's on lockdown.
0: And has that really influenced your songwriting especially?
2: Yeah, I would say so. Because, you know, the the song I wrote right before this happened, it was, like, really chill beach vibes, like, go with the flow, do whatever you got to do to be happy. And then, you know, as as this whole thing progressed i haven't been writing that much music i've been playing a lot of guitar and like writing licks and whatnot but i haven't been writing a lot of songs um and i that's the thing i've i've had some like crazy crazy writer's block during this whole thing because i just i want to be able part of my music is like i'm very honest with things but i i also don't want to be Putting out negative vibes out there, if that makes if that makes sense. I want I want my music to be something people listen to and like. They feel the the genuine. They feel it as something genuine, but they also, you know, I don't want it to to bring people down. I want people to put my music on and be like, fuck yeah.
0: Yeah, you really <laughs> want your songs to have some purpose. You want some songs to be. inspirational you want somebody to have uh, at least this is what i'm i'm sensing and you really want your your songs to show the bright side of life almost
2: yeah yeah pick people up rather than you know everyone's had enough of this being brought down sensation yeah entire year
0: you you don't want the smiths type of music to make us sad and gloomy and stuff
2: right (laughs) right so you know there's just like there's so many times where i'm i'm feeling all of all of these emotions and i want to put it down on paper and after like i write a verse i'm like oh my god that was depressing like i i could release this song it sounds great you know like some kind of elliot smith vibes where it's Mm -hmm. just you know a little gloomy beautiful minor chord progression but it's like i don't we don't need that right now yeah you know
0: when you're ready to switch phases and reinvent yourself, you could get in, you can explore that part.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: You know? Yeah. A lot of musicians seem to have that phase when they're uh, experimenting and stuff. So if you want to.
2: Yeah. The, uh, there's a, there's that slight emo phase in high school that I got out of and then <laughs> slowly, slowly going back into uh, it, you know? <laughs> <laughs> wow my chemical romance and shit yeah
0: (laughs) oh you know with that why don't we uh why don't we hear your first track with this if you're ready
2: let's let's do it man um so fun fun fact this is a little travel guitar too this is actually the guitar ed sheeran plays really what's it called yeah um the lx one all right and a
0: free endorsement for them
2: yeah, no, it's a it's a cool little guitar, it's just fun to travel around with, but without further ado Wait, what's, um, this is, is so, the song Okay, sorry. Yeah, yeah. So this is the song I actually um I wrote on the beach. Uh this is called Brighter Side and uh this is what I I wrote this in February in, in Costa Rica, like on the beach. It just like it came it came out of nowhere, It came from the ocean and just like got written down on a piece of paper through me as a medium. Like I don't even feel like I wrote it. It was wild. But anyway. <laughs>
0: Floor is yours, Dan. <laughs>
1: you look at the brighter side brighter side of things why don't you look at the brighter side brighter side of things these waves they my soul when it feels out of control waves crash she asked why i'm looking so down on the reef this afternoon Waves crashed, I looked when she asked. That was clearer than the moon. Why don't you look at the brighter side, brighter side of things? Why don't you look at the brighter side, brighter side of things? Why don't you look, why don't you look, at the brighter side of things? These waves, they my soul. When it feels out of control, rocks break, forms take, and I'll wait. She's still on my mind in paradise. So I'll move quite slow, let the waves take control. So I'm just loving life. Why don't you look at the brighter side, the brighter side of things? Why don't you look at the brighter side, the right side of things? Why don't you look? Why don't you look at the brighter side of things? Pura vida, baby. V vida, baby.
0: Burger, incredible! That's Dan Burger with Brightside. Oh man, great job, my friend.
2: Thanks, dude. Appreciate that. Oh,
0: so, as you said, yeah, that was really sweet. You you make me miss the summer, and I cannot wait till I get to somewhere tropical with that.
2: Yeah, uh, so, exactly.
0: So you just wrote that right in the beautiful beaches of Costa Rica, huh?
2: Dude, it was it was it was pretty nuts. I was like my cousin, um, my cousin was always sleeping till like 10 and I'm just, <laughs> so, I'm so stuck on the, you know, my, you know, I'm so used to waking up at like seven or six for work that my internal yeah. clock just kept me there. So I, I like, woke up at 6am and all these, all of these like cool ass people in Costa Rica are like, yeah, we're going to go surf, And I was like, Hey man, I'll just come with my guitar and then found my way to a rock, and the rest is history.
0: How about that? So when you are songwriting, do you feel you're better off putting yourself in and in a certain environment when you um, songwrite? Are you someone who just goes straight to a computer or laptop and just think whatever there, whatever is in your head? Um, Can you tell me that process, whether it was from this song or others?
2: Um, Most of the time, like 95 percent of the time, it starts with a melody a cool chord progression. Um, and I mean, place definitely matters, but really the, the thing that matters the most is getting into that, um, that flow mindset. And you probably know like a decent amount about that. It's just, you know, that mindset where you're, you're completely consumed with what you're doing. You're just on this unbelievable, I guess, racetrack of of focus. And, um, you know, basically what happens is I start with a cool chord progression and uh, um, all of a sudden I'll just... If, that, if, if that's the chord progression that I'm going with and I'm, like, confident in it, words just kind of start flying out. And, um, you know, so sometimes it just... It's nonsense and it doesn't even make sense. And sometimes, you know, I'll just string together a full verse that like is way deeper than I originally intended. And I was like, where the hell did that come from? I don't know.
0: Mm-hmm. So it really is most of the time the music and then the lyrics, at least for you.
2: For me, 95% of the time. Every every once in a while, I have one of those moments where the the lyrics and the melody come in my head. And i I just need to get to a guitar immediately and, and figure yeah. it out, but most of the time man yeah, it's just me me just messing it's it's it almost happens by accident every time, too.
0: How about that? It it seems like with the various podcasts or interviews I've heard musicians talk, they do seem to say to talk, it's really much of a natural process. And that's why you hear these stories of these great songs written in 15 minutes that change a whole generation and stuff. And back to your point before you were saying, like with at least I like to write like very short stories and uh, treatments and screenplays and stuff like that. When you're writing something, you really... Whether it 's for you, um, your audience and listeners, whether it's uh, someone's trying to write so to readers, you really need to think of that special way to have a pull for your audience. You really want them to feel uh, special you really want them to have a special feeling and feel how you 're feeling when writing in music and uh, I mean writing anything. so I really do understand where you're coming from with that and, and most of the time songs at the end of the days are just another way of storytelling, even with the crazy trap music scene. And if, uh, at the end of the day, they, they are trying to communicate something. So yeah, I I hear your point.
2: Yeah, no. And that, yeah. And that's, that's a, that's a good point too. It's like, you know, it's, it's interesting with different, um, you know, different writing styles whether it's you know music or like you like you write screenplays and um you know at the end of the day, the goal is to put words on paper and evoke emotion out of people. Right. Yep.
0: Yep. yep. Emotion. At the end of the day, that's what, at the end of the day, if you read a script, it's just words, it's just a bunch of words at a blueprint, but we have to put emotion to it and that's what we connect to it the most. So that's what, yeah. ma- to me, that's what makes things good and bad. Simple as that is the emotion put behind it and the realism that yeah. you can connect to. Yeah,
2: for sure. Absolutely. Um, yeah, man, but I haven't asked about you at all. How, uh, how have you been? How's, how's life on uh, your end of things?
0: Life has been well. And, um, I, w- I can honestly say this, especially, so, uh, especially once I started this podcast. So like a lot of people, uh, 2020 has been quite a year of uh, self-reflection and uh, overcoming obstacles. So with me, just was doing my thing, working production in New York, and uh I was just in between projects like like uh someone in my position usually is still wanting to be a producer and i and I still have that aspiration even with this show so um I was just i was interviewing for for um steps for jobs where I would step from a production assistant to a production coordinator had enough experience done you know my time with getting experience and stuff like that, and as I was interviewing for those jobs the I, literally I was interviewing for two of them the very week corona hit it was oh. it was it was uh I think they closed the night when the n b a closed Tom Hanks that was a Tuesday, and like that Thursday and Friday, I was interviewing for two jobs, and one of them was at one of the big talk shows in New York and oh
2: that sucks it was,
0: yeah, it really was it, it was a time'm i not going to lie where I was just extremely upset, you know i 'm just ready to I'm ready to, as much as I love my parents and and enjoy my time at home with, I've been, you know, saving up and, uh, getting on track to, you know, leave the nest. And then I just, you know, it's not in my control. I've been here since, but it, it, I do appreciate the extra time at home. Um, but between, you know, really between March and I would say September, I, it was just a lot of writing, a lot of watching a lot of movies and TV, trying to enhance my skills to make me a better writer with that. And with that, it was, uh, I. and while still trying to apply for jobs and, uh, uh, you know, getting on unemployment and stuff, it uh, there were just some days I was really down. And, and then my dad was on top of me trying to say, oh, you're not doing anything. But, you know, just being a good father, he is giving tough love. And... Honestly, I always knew the back of my head. I wanted to do a podcast one day. Podcasts are probably the ultimate thing that got me through the quarantine, especially those really hard months in April and March. And honestly, I just, I, I, um, I got, I was getting unemployment and I did a lot of research projects. So I just like, you know what? Fine. This is it. I'm going to put the money to it. I bought all my equipment. I re, I re uh I re, I retaught myself all the software or, or well not re-taught myself but I was pretty rusty and got back into it yeah. again
2: freshen freshened up yeah
0: I and getcha. uh there was one instance I was applying for a job that I clearly qualified for this was like in September and then I get that automatic email where we look for people who have better who have better uh like whatever those
2: Dummies. qualifications, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Qualifications.
0: It's like, I literally have the exact things. And it was a place where I interned before. And I was just like, that's it. I, I really can't afford to have the gap in my resume. Cause even though I think it's clearly obvious, I was a, someone who lost it it's a casualty of the pandemic, but still, you know, these hiring managers just looking through resumes and stuff like that. So I thought, right. I need to have something here to not have the gap anymore. So that's when I said, you know what, I'm going to do the podcast I Was listening to one of my shows as per usual. And then I just thought I can do it. And now we're here. You're good. You're uh, um, so when I have cool people showing off the cool interesting people in my life including you and we're just keep going and I'm extremely proud of it uh, I still have a lot of work to do it's not a lot of growth but I feel good I, I feel good giving myself a job honestly and uh, it doesn't even feel like work it feels like uh, I have some purpose again and some accomplishments and I get to really give a voice to the voiceless and show off how interesting these people are. I mean, of course I would love to interview celebrities who wouldn't, but I need to first show my skills and credibility as an interviewer. So I thought, why not make celebrities of the people I know regularly? So, and that's why we have people like you Dude. and all the other ones. So, um, it's been, a, it's been a real, uh, been a euphoria ever since then in a, in a new way of life since, uh, I started the show.
2: Man, that, that was awesome that very cool I uh cu- couple of things I just wanted to touch upon there of course. um dude you're definitely winning at life right now <laughs> and I and yeah no I mean I mean that I mean that because you know it I mean it took it took me a while but you know life is just difficult yeah. life is hard for everyone for everyone you know it doesn't matter it doesn't matter what position you see someone else in they're dealing with things that you have no idea that they're dealing with right Nope. and All right and, and and the fact of the matter is you you face you were faced with this hardship and rather than you know, letting it just destroy you and bring you down. You buckled down, you saved up money, you invested in yourself, which is huge and pretty ballsy. You got to give it to you. Like that's, that's a great move, man. Um, that's, that's what you need to do to succeed in this life, I think. And, um, you know, now, now you, and you clearly have, you know, some humbleness behind that too, because you're not saying, I know all the software, I know how to do all of this on the, be-. you're saying, you know, I got work to do. I got to yeah. build this up. But that's like the, that's the mind frame of success. Right. You
1: Absolutely. know, it's just
2: like,
0: first of all, your words mean so much to me, burger. Thank you. And I'm, I get inspired with people like you with your 3M headlights, especially, and you're not somebody who let the quarantine put you down and creating some amazing music. So you have one of the people you are amongst some of the people I have to thank for helping me. Um, have a drive to do that, and yeah, I just didn't I want. That. I just yeah. didn't want to get pushed down anymore. I didn't want to get judged. I do want to work again, and and I will be doing this podcast just as hard, even when I get a job and I figured out how that's going to work. So uh, I just, I just really wanted to not be put. I just didn't want um, my time to be wasted anymore. I already lose a year of whatever, but I could get some mm-hmm. personal growth and I'm so excited to interview again. I, especially, I mean, I do this all the time now, <laughs> especially zoom ones and it's, it's going to be an easy sell. And I, I know someday there'll be a person give me a shot again and I won't take it for granted. And amongst this while growing my career, I really want to see where the show goes. It's my baby. I think I'll have this microphone forever. I really do. So uh, who knows where it could be. I'm very interested to explore and explore those opportunities as well. So I'm trying to be amongst it with two careers. So uh, we'll see which one's meant to be. But I'm just giving it all for both of
2: them. Yeah. You know, I I saw this thing yesterday and it was uh, – I totally forget who it was. but It was some super successful person like pulling a guy aside and being like, I know what your problem is. I know why you're you're procrastinating on all this stuff. It's because you don't have enough going on. You need to be working on like six different things at once, mm-hmm. and like that's that's so much to wrap your head around. But if you think about it, right? Like you got the podcast going. You're you're interviewing for jobs. You're trying to you know you're trying to send your name out there, get your name recognized. Yep. And th- the fact of the matter is, if, if you didn't have one of those things in your life. You might spend that time watching Netflix, right,
0: yeah, and you know that I mean really for wasn't-
2: you for, for you that's better though <laughs> that works in your line of that's like in your line of work, so I guess this example doesn 't work perfectly. no no you, honestly but.
0: you're you 're actually right as much as we can, we can analyze all day, but what can I do with all the things i uh absorb in information so there is, it really is a double-edged sword. Yeah, I can watch Netflix all day, analyze and learn my skills better for content creation or for work, but I still need to put something to that. No one's going to give me a job right away. You ever see those things right. that are like, oh, Netflix will pay you $300 a day <laughs> watch, to watch their new stuff. And if only those jobs were really were, were, were really out there, I could definitely have experience with that. <laughs> I, I, yeah. um, as much as watching. it, Netflix all day this is fun and trust me I could watch anything as you know but I still need <laughs> to have a I still need to have some type of opportunity to to make it worthwhile or I'm I'm just a bum on the couch all day and I really right. I really figured out how much a 24-hour day is especially in those times and and there are just sometimes it's in the summer too like um while still trying to socially distance and trying to have, get back to normal a little bit and it was just I needed some more purposes, too. And this was the ultimate one. And I genuinely I feel an obligation almost to show show people how interesting they are, if 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 that makes sense. Because, yeah, a lot of times when I was talking to people and I got this idea on a lot of failed first dates this summer. A lot, so <laughs> and w- the way I'm explaining this is. there are so. first of all not only with are
2: are we on a date Matt is that what this is yeah man
0: we're practicing (laughs) with each other (laughs) so perfect so but what I was getting I would talk to these people and I'm like man these people are not putting an effort trying to get to know me but I know deep down if they wanted to take an effort for that they would you know yeah that makes sense so um I remember I went on this ice cream date this person was drop-dead gorgeous. I don't know how to say like that. She, she told me she would hang out with Leonardo DiCaprio. That's kind of level she is. And, um, you know, if you look at our texts, she seems like the most interesting person in the world. And I don't know. Maybe she saw me and, I don't know, she, something turned off. I, I like to I think that. But she didn't really put an effort in. And I'm like, you give me all this stuff on your text, but what's wrong with the in-person stuff? Yeah. And that made me show... Like everyone has the opportunity to show something about themselves if they have, if they want to and put the effort to it. So that was one of the get the ball rolling. And that really was – that wasn't a defining moment, but that would happen all the time, whether, whether it's a date or whether I'm just talking with friends or, or new people. Everyone has something cool about them. So I figured why not – why not show that with to, before the day I can interview celebrities, show these great stories of all these regular people, whether it's you, whether it's uh, Jada Lee, uh, who experiment or not experiment, who uh, transformed into to the cross-dressing community and um, in drag. So uh, stuff like that and showing her perspective and her stories and showing how cool that is. And giving her an opportunity to show that that side of her and um, that community. Or whether it's my friend Blade Dart. I didn't know my doorman went through as a... Ref, was a ref, first of all, I didn't know he was a refugee. I didn't know the hell he went through to get to America. And we explained, talked for an hour and a half exploring that. So I felt like oh, this is just a great opportunity to show that everyone is interesting. And whenever the day I go back to the dating world and taking a nice break from it, um, whenever I meet some new friends and everything, even without the microphones, I just want to show how interesting people are. And this is a great chance to do that. And I honestly will do that. I would like to do that when I even meet high-profile people that you can know everything about them but they're, and they're a celebrity. But there's still a great aspect of them that we can all um, – that they can tell us about their lives and inspire others if you, if you get what I'm uh, just at.
2: Yeah, no, absolutely. And I, I think that's interesting because I think as human beings, we have um, a great grasp on what's wrong and, and what's going on with other people. But when it comes to ourself, it's really hard to see what's wrong with us and what's right with us what's super interesting you know
0: mm-hmm. because
2: we we're just we're so used to our thought process every day and us thinking this way that we think that's normal and then all of a sudden you know you start talking to someone and you're like wait a minute you do what as a side hustle yeah it, right. it just blows your mind and they're like what do you mean that's not a big deal because they're so used to doing it
0: Oh, it really is a big deal. Everybody deep down can have a movie about them. I really believe that. Whether it's up to them if they want to express that story and understand some things are more personal than to others and they'd rather keep that to themselves. And that's fine. But again, everyone has at least the ability to it. And I, and I, I just want to show with this opportunity that you can go out and do it. You might have to put some money in investment. But you know, Berger, I was just... Wasting my money on, on, uh, door dashing at the, and, uh, buying, (laughs) buying (laughs) buying movies
2: earlier today, man.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I was, I wasted a lot of money. Well, not actually not a lot, but I just would spend money on door dashing and movies. I couldn't find in streaming services and I paid the $4 fee and then all my other bills. And I wanted to honestly just put some money to for to, to a great purpose. And that's what led to buying the microphones, the soundboard, the uh, podcasting host, a podcasting editing software. And that's what I'd rather spend the money than wasting it on uh, Burger King. And, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, you know. Yeah. I, just give my, yeah. I just want to give myself purpose and, and show these hiring managers. And I have not a grudge, but I have something to prove with these hiring managers that I am legit. And um, I know yeah. somebody will take me
2: you got a chip on your shoulder
0: easily and it's never going away, <laughs> Even when i am working so i just want to be whatever i'm doing i want to be uh the best at it and and uh inspire others because everybody has it in them i really really believe that
2: that's awesome love it
0: awesome well why don't we when we stick to the subject of inspiring tell me dan who has inspired you the most to pick up a guitar? Whether you, when this, you found this as a kid or whenever, who are some of your influences in music?
2: To so pick up a guitar. Um, I'd have to say two. An, initially, I believe it was my second grade teacher, Mr. Dinmore. Really? And, and this dude, he was a cool teacher and everything, but he had a guitar in the back of his classroom. And when, you know, when the class did really well at paying attention or something, he had like a couple of different songs that he used <laughs> to play. And one of them was like the Volcano song. I, for, I, to, I completely forget how it goes. Don't don't even, don't <laughs> even ask me.
0: I can't tell you. Who the, the And this was your, just your regular second grade teacher
2: yeah and and the point of the volcano song was to sing so loud that the part the people in the next room over the like joining Mm -hmm. room heard us so we did that and that's that was like the reason i like really picked up a guitar in in the beginning i think i was like eight or something when i first picked up a guitar
0: and that was when you got your first guitar do you remember what type of guitar it is
2: it was a quart black electric guitar, and I still regret selling it to this day. Oh, very. I'm
0: sorry, man.
2: <laughs> very upset about that. But um,
0: maybe you'll re-find it. You know, so I mean, this is kind, of, this is much different. But Sylvester Stallone sold his dog, and he was able to buy it back. For for more, I think it was for he sold the dog for twenty five dollars and he paid it back for twenty thousand dollars or like some insane amount. But this is when he was Sylvester Stallone at this point. So who knows? Maybe you'll find that guitar and you can buy it back. Maybe it'll be more expensive. But
2: <laughs> yeah, probably, probably. I hope so. That'd be cool. But um, after that, man, I uh, I think it was John Mayer. I John Mayer. Uh, yeah, I know you're. I know you're a John oh. Mayer fan. Um, I guess. dude. Uh, something, something about that, that guy, just like, there's, there's a normal guitarist, you know, there's like normal guitarists who play chords, who play chords like this. And then there's John Mayer and Jimi Hendrix who go. And they're just able to do all these cool things. They play these wild chords, like. That is not a normal chord.
0: Oh, it's not? That's
2: like a. It sounds that's, beautiful though. That's
0: like,
2: yeah, it's like a John, that's like a John Mayer specific chord. And um, you know, growing up throughout the years, I got really bored with like the normal chords and I started learning a lot of Hendrix and a lot of John Mayer. Because John Mayer learned a lot from Hendrix actually. Yeah. Um and my playing just kind of took off from there because it went from like, you know, inside the box, play these four chords, don't do anything else. And then that just opened up a whole new world. And once I was able to like, you know, learn from him, like he's the master of feel, you know what I mean? Like if he's he's wild.
0: uh, He's a genuine musician too. Like I, and I know that I say that because, well, especially in very mainstream popular music, not a lot of genuine musicians are out there anymore, at least on a mainstream right. level. You know, of course there's always, sometimes I, I really believe the the musicians I would see in New York city who are homeless really were just as good as some of these people who are big deal. They just didn't get the opportunity for whatever reason and still, hopefully they do find it. And I think that just shows it really, you really have it in you and, uh, anyone could be a great musician like that. And it's cool that you, I could see and when I hear your music, I hear a John Mayer influence the Jack Johnson's, the, uh, uh, Eric Clapton's it's stuff like that. That's the, uh, that's what the vibes I get. And I really like, you also put your own spin. You're, you're Dan Berger. That's what you are in playing. This song, <laughs>
2: right? Yeah, pretty much bro. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what are some of the, uh, what are some of like the great bands you've been listening to with that? Who's also helped you uh, shape your sound, or you just enjoy in general?
2: Um, recently, or, or just all all over the place. All
0: over the place. Recently, Cacao too. So whatever works.
2: Um. So I'm a huge fan of the Black Keys. Hell um, yeah,
0: I love the Black Keys. That, yeah, those, those black... Two, just two dudes being badasses right there. Exactly. That blues music Dan-
2: too. Yeah, dude. Dan Dan Arbach is unreal. He's just he's <laughs> he takes the guitar and he just he plays the lead and and the uh and the rhythm and just it's it's crazy what they can do with two people. But yeah. um I I really strong blues influence from there. I love I love the Black Keys. Um early Arctic monkeys I'm a huge fan. Their first two oh, albums so. are just mind-blowing definitely um one one of my favorite songs of all time is a certain romance um and it's the last song on i believe their second album whatever people say i am that's what i what i'm not that's like Probably. I, I skipped that song the first five times I listened to the album because I didn't like the drum beat at the beginning. The drum beat at the beginning goes boom, bada, boom, bada, boom, bada, boom, bada, boom, boom, boom. It's like a Tarzan beat. I was like, I probably won't like that song. And one day I was just in the car um, and I, I, just, I had my headphones in and I was like, oh, I like the entire album. And then from one second to the next, the whole song changed and my mind was just blown.
0: How about that? I'm, I yeah. love those two bands, especially. I I love how much hard they rock. And I still think, I do think they can have that appeal again. You know, I read this article in Rolling Stone that they, that they really think, reckon this was pre-COVID, but I don't think it has that much of a difference. But I think uh, that they said that they believe that rock can make a comeback in the 2020s. And with their type cool. of sound, whether it's just you know when we hit the 2010s, you will, it, you'll probably you know how you associate the 80s with like more keyboards like, and yeah. hair metal bands, the 70s with their disco and the rise of hard rock, the 90s, yeah, um, hip hop hitting in the mainstream and then alternative music and then the 2000s have like a, a pop punk vibe and uh, yeah, more more influenced with hip hop. And you know the 2010s very trap music, uh, mumble rap, that really took
2: over. Mumble rap. Game.
0: And yep. uh, I think people are just ready for something different. And uh, whether you go back some rock roots and seeing some bands, uh, making the strides again. I, I think why not? Do you think yeah. that rock can uh, make its comeback?
2: I hope so. I hope so. Because I'll I'll be honest with you, like I'm I'm getting a little sick of the terrible rap that's coming out. Like like jack harlow is sick i think he's yeah. nasty i think he drops some serious bars um but d- dude there's some there's some guys out there who, who i just Don't it, sometimes i want to bang my head against a wall and i'm like well, how, how, why why <laughs> but but i mean that's people people like what they like and who am i to judge that it's just sometimes it's like you know, coming from, you know, someone who listened to Gangstar, Notorious, B.I.G., mm-hmm. Tupac, um, you know, Nas growing up, like, old school hip-hop, Wu-Tang Clan, Tribe Called Quest. Legit, like, legit music. You know, I'm growing up to that, that and, then, and then hearing some of the stuff today, it's like, man... That's
0: why, you have, that's why you appreciate like the kendrick lamars and jay coles that seem to have those type of vibes and of course they're quiet right now
2: exactly like they, both of those guys just drop absolute heat and then you know but um g- going on to you know more influences um yeah I, i'd say hip-hop was an influence too I definitely, I used to freestyle back in the day in high school. And that just because music came, my, my mind goes pretty quick. Like I, I feel like I need to slow down. Like my mind just shoots from thing to thing. Mm -hmm. So when, when it comes to like freestyle rap or whatever, I was able to like come up with things pretty quickly. Um, So, I mean, that definitely played a a role in in songwriting for me, but um, you know, uh, if I, if we're veering away from rap, um, you know, Jason Mraz, Gavin DeGraw, big influences on me, especially Gavin. I loved Gavin DeGraw in high school. All right. Um,
0: yeah, whatever. All people get influenced in various ways, and uh, it doesn't matter what type of music. It just matters you wanting to show your musicianship and how awesome you are with that. So, you know, transitioning to that, why don't you want to play us another song, Dan?
2: Yeah, man. For sure. Um, yeah, let's go. Let's go with this one. All right. What are we hopefully we you uh, you can. Yeah, hopefully you can hear this. And uh, hopefully I don't piss off my neighbors because it is like 9 p.m.
0: <laughs> What's the name of this song?
2: Oh, right. Thank you. Um, this one's called The Way.
0: The Way. All right.
2: Floor is yours, Berger.
1: all planned out but i have my doubts about the big guys involvement because i don't know which way is up or down i'm finding out with all these sudden movements wait a minute i gotta get out of this place just a minute only hinting hit the road bags packed them out of my way feeling jaded Focusing. I thought I had a master plan, but I slipped my hands and away it faded.
0: at you look at you burger once again that's dan burger with away seriously dan i am a big fan of away can you tell us where you got the influence for that
2: yeah oh this is actually really interesting uh, i think you're gonna find this super interesting um yeah. that song i wrote when i failed a class in engineering. Huh. And I thought I was going to have to change majors. You know, my whole, my whole thing was, you know, I'm going to become an engineer and be able to support myself with that salary and spend all of my other time after, you know, once I graduate, you know, all of my time outside of my day job, I'm going to spend on music. And, um, so that's where, you know, I thought I had the master plan came through, you know, it's like, um, uh, and it slipped through my hands in a way it faded it was like I thought I had the master plan I was going to graduate engineering everything was going to be great and then I failed this one class and I was like oh I'm screwed I everything everything's just going to fade away so that was that was like a song I wrote right after I failed that but you know um I had the option to give up and try something else and I just I said no I'm going to do it again I'm going to I'm going to go back and I'm I'm passing this class and I'm going to do it with a vengeance. And I did and I graduated and I'm super happy about it but you know that song was um basically me thinking like that that was the day I failed that class and I was like I'm I'm out of engineering crap.
0: Shit, you really uh knew how to make lemons out of lemonade what real what was what helped you overcome that obstacle so what after that besides creating a great song out of it how did you uh, manage to write that wrong
2: well i mean i guess it kind of just it's the i guess it's more to do with the history of what happened you know i i went into college um in a relationship with a A girl and that did not pan out and um, that was like my first real relationship and I kind of that was like my first downward downward spiral in life. So I did my first semester I kind of I killed my first semester, but like it also killed me. Um, So I had to take a semester off then I pledged theta chi. So my grades yeah. weren't phenomenal um, then because I was just so you know engineering on top of you know a fraternity it's like a lot and then the semester afterwards was you know when I failed that class and um, you know it it really just came down to me not putting in enough time and effort because I was so um, I was th- so engulfed in the fraternity I loved all my brothers so much that I just like I put my I put my priorities to the side. And, you know, after that, I was like, wow, I really need to get my I really need to get my stuff together. And from that point on, I was in the library like eight, 10 hours a day. (laughs) And I, you know, I just I I just I manned up and just did it because I knew that there was no other way. It was like I either do the work or I party and don't graduate with an engineering degree. So I I did the work.
0: You have a valuable engineering degree that is taking you well. I'm sure paying you handsomely and, uh, proven, uh, proven your worth with that. And again, much, much, much respect and admiration for you for that burger.
2: Thanks, bro. <laughs> Appreciate that.
0: No problem. Why don't we, uh, not we get into that with, uh, the R? that's how we knew we met each other. You and I have the Theta Chi connection. Um, What were some of the cool things that you got out of the fraternity that you still use to this day?
2: Oh man. Um, well I'd say number one, relationships. Uh, I still talk to a good amount of brothers. I, you know, we don't, we don't talk all that often, but every once in a while we converse. Um, so we, we got to keep that up more. Um, but you know, Austin I'm, I'm Talk. I talked to Austin a good amount. I talked to Logan a good amount. Um, You know, uh, it's just, there's just such a big connection of such great people that it's pretty, it's pretty amazing. You know, I I mean, I, uh, I talked to, you remember Scott Shackman, right?
0: Yeah, of course. Good guy. Of
2: course. Yeah. Um, so I, I, um, I talked to Scott Sheckman a couple months back and it's like, it's the craziest thing. It's the, even when I got on the phone with you, it's like, we could have not talked for months on end and we just get on the phone and it's like old times again. It's crazy. Every you time. know, it's there's not a lot of again. people who are like that.
0: Yeah, and that's yeah, what, dude. No, I you mean,
2: too, man. It's like
0: with your awesome personality, storytelling, and good vibes, burger. You're the whole package, and uh, that's why I know th- we'll be. I, tr- I
2: try, bro. I try.
0: <laughs> I mean, last time I saw you was at Jake Campbell's wedding. As a result, for a, I was. I mean, obviously, we weren't. If we weren't in a fraternity, that wouldn't have happened. So,
2: <laughs> right, right. No, I was. Uh, yeah, I was gonna mention that. Yeah, that was the last time we saw each other. That was a great time, though.
0: Oh my god, a Thursday wedding. <laughs> you know that was my okay. I was too young to remember my first wedding. That really was my first wedding. I mean, my my aunt and uncle got married. But I was eight and I really I barely remember it. But um Yeah, I got yeah. introduced to that whole world and everything, all the that I uh see with Instagram. and that. that that was insane. I didn't like my food, but I, that I uh that's for it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I
2: remember that you were, you were, you sat right next to me and you yeah, were we, filming we, it and my MV review. And I was, I was not pleased. Was- I do. I do remember that, but the drinks were free. So there's that.
0: Yeah. So what, what have I played? I loved the, uh, what was it? They called that a cocktail, at happy Well, I don't happy. hour but the cocktail thing. Yeah. That's where well, I loved all that, that food, but my that, my-
2: that apple one, right?
0: Yeah, it was,
2: yeah.
0: Uh, that was my favorite stuff, but man. Yeah, I really that liked was, that. That was
2: excellent, boy. That was excellent, that was great. No, they, they. Had, I honestly thought that was a really fun wedding. They had a, they're both great people, so it was It was really nice to be able to celebrate that with them. Absolutely. On a, on a Thursday. <laughs> on a Thursday, I remember
0: <laughs> I was telling, I remember I was working A&E at the time, I told them, hey, I have a wedding on Thursday, listen, you know, Friday. I don't think that's gonna happen. <laughs> they were cool about yeah, it. Yeah.
2: Right. Yeah. I definitely. Yeah. I took off work those two days, and I was like, "All right, four day weekend. I'm yeah. wedding mode, ready to go."
0: And uh, it rained on that wedding, but as they say it's it, good luck when it rains.
2: Right. Yeah. But it, it it wasn't. You know, it didn't seem like it was an amount of rain that was like red wedding ruining. You know what oh, I yeah, mean? Oh yeah. No, like it,
0: it wasn't a torrential downpour. It was just a little frizzle. Yeah.
2: If yeah, wanna, little, little drizzles.
0: If you want to risk the good luck for the for your marriage, might as well have it rain a little. And and uh, luckily it didn't go in because that would that would have been some stories.
2: Yeah, but I I think one of my favorite parts about that wedding. I mean, it was a beautiful wedding, and I I thought everything. You know, Brooke looked amazing, Jake looked amazing, everything was great. Um, but at the end of the wedding, after all of the drunk people had exited. The facility on the yeah. way out, they were handing sandwiches to people for munchie really? food, and that was—I did not—that was the funniest that. thing I think I've ever seen at a wedding, and one of the best things I've ever seen at a wedding too. <laughs> that was awesome.
0: <laughs> yeah, I've been of uh, you know keeping in touch with well, I keep touch to talk with Brad and Sam still pretty often, and Brandon Freeber. Good. they send their love and uh, yeah? We all have to once this is over. Once this is over, we really do have to um, kick it back and that'll be easy times. Well, Brad's out in Los Angeles, but I'll uh,
2: tell Brad's him. in L.A.? Yeah. I thought he was in Virginia.
0: He was there and he moved to L.A. Uh, about a couple of years ago. And now he's uh, living out there being, uh, he works Homeland Security or something. I don't even know. Well, I know he's a What? Student. Yeah, something he could tell you. It, I Because I, I couldn't, I don't know what he does. I'm waiting for the day. That's wild. Wow. I, ne- I remember there was... A- wow. How, how the times change? <laughs> I remember he told me that, that he was going to uh, need me for a government clearance. They were going to ask, like, he asked three random friends. But I never got the call, but I would have given a good endorsement.
2: <laughs> maybe, you're, maybe you're on a list, Matt Brown. Who knows?
0: <laughs> oh, I don't know. You know these spam calls. You never know who you can trust. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> let's talk some random things, Burger. Can you tell me uh tell me let's talk about some food really quick. Love it. What is the worst now we'll start with the we'll start with the best of the funniest. We'll start with what are some of the best restaurants you've ever been to in this world?
2: Best restaurants I've ever been to.
0: And what did you eat?
2: Okay. Um There are two that I will never be able to find again, (laughs) but they're worth mentioning. Okay. Um, the first one was in Lagos, Portugal. Um, Oh, right. Yeah. That's uh, just,
0: not, that, I wasn't expecting that, but please tell me more. I'm interested.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know, right? Um, so me and my cousin, right after I graduated college, and my cousin also graduated college, um, we both went on a trip to Europe. And uh, one of the places we stopped was Lagos, Portugal. And a huge, huge beach town, big surf town, big party town, really cool place. So... My cousin and I are are just walking around, and my cousin works for Google, so he 's like a whiz on his phone all the time and um, he he found like a ridiculous rating from one of these places, so we end up going in and we we you know we don 't speak a word of uh, Portuguese but my cousin kind of speaks Spanish. So he asks if, if they can speak Spanish and they do. So he asks them like what the best uh, dish is. And they, they just, the guy just nods and goes back in the kitchen and they bring okay. out this massive dish, like Ooh. like this big, like just- Really? huge this huge dish and it's between two people and they hand us this container of hot sauce that's this big and they put (laughs) it down on the table like and they and they're just like they, they just make this symbol and they're like go easy on it so we fill up our plate and it's this big seafood like jambalaya kind of thing and i put two drops of this hot sauce on my plate and my cousin puts three and i'm like i'm eating it and it's like one of the best things i've ever eaten in my life but i'm dying because this stuff is so hot it's unbelievable and i look over at my cousin and his face is just red he can't even put it in his mouth because it's just burning hot because of this hot sauce um but so we we were in lagos for three nights and we loved that dish so much we refused to eat anything else for dinner so every single night we went back to that restaurant
0: every time and it was the same exact meal every time as well
2: well, we tried to order one time we tried to order a different meal and it just it wasn't the same and we said screw it we're we're getting this thing again because it was just it was that good um and, and then was the place? and then the second yeah the second place was in um it was in santorini Santorini Greece and um the, that place was awesome it was I had a uh, an octopus tentacle that was this long, and it was like super thick at the end, and it, it just it like curled around on my plate. And I'm sorry, where was this? Again? And uh, Santorini, Greece. Okay. Oh man, you know, I'm um, sorry. Yeah, no, dude, it was it was like one, it was probably one of the best. I, my favorite food is lobster roll, but these are my two favorite meals. Um, so there was there was the first one, and then this was just it, it was this huge piece of um, octopus tentacle, and it was just like Ooh. curled up on the on the plate, and it had some sort of balsamic glaze on it. it, and it was grilled. It was the one of the best things I've ever eaten. How about what this? about what about you, Matt?
0: All right, for, for we're gonna go with best restaurants. I want to go with the worst restaurants too, but I, I want to ask you okay. something after. But but for the best. Um, the best restaurants. So I have various answers. It question problem. My answer probably changes every day, but for the answer on the 24th of November, 2020, I, you know, I went to this place called the sugar factory. If you ever heard of it. And it's, I would ra- you should probably take a date with it. That's the place to go. And I, uh, they had just, these insane drinks. Now they have these $30, they're $36 and they're about this. You only need one and it's, uh, it get you pretty zooted depending on uh, how much of a tolerance you have. But that was insane. <laughs> the absolute best sliders I've ever had in my life. And they had like rainbow, they, they food colored the bread. Absolute best sliders in the entire world. I've only been there once. So, i really want to go back but it it literally is two hours the closest one actually no the closest one to me is in new york but there's also one in foxwood's casino which is about an hour and a half from me but um you know it takes me about an hour to go to the new york one but uh that's i highly recommend that sugar factory
2: so that that's your that's your harold and kumar's equivalent of white castle (laughs)
0: I guess in a, in a more uh, sophisticated setting, if you're going to get what I'm saying. Yeah. That's where
2: you're trying to get to.
0: I I absolutely made those facial expressions and, uh, and another great place I went to the, and when I went to Los Angeles to once in, in a Venice beach, I went to this Mexican place that was just out of this world. I had like an authentic Mexican Caesar salad, and uh, I truly never had anything better in my life. That that really really a and Caesar
2: salad, a Mexican Caesar salad. Yep. Right. From that. I was not expecting that yeah. I was expecting like a ribeye steak or something. Wow. OK,
0: <laughs> no, I can honestly say that. I mean, this place was so hipster, Dan. I mean, I could not I think no cards. I think it was I might be wrong with this, but I think it was honestly all Apple pay Apple and Samsung pay. Everything with a uh, a uh, well, you did it all through you through uh, you ordered through an iPad and everything, but it was those really stick out. And I also really love this place called. Um, oh man, why am I why am I blanking? I I uh, uh another place I'm gonna give you is. This place called, I am so sorry, okay, I get it, <laughs> a New York Don't pizza spot that, called Prince, uh, Prince Street Pizza, nice big thick blocks, uh, nice, the reddest, most rich sauce ever, those are some of my favorites. But before we get into the worst places we've been to, you bet you in two countries you've been to, you actually mentioned three countries you've been to, um, so it's, I get the gist that you're a world traveler. How many countries have you been to, Burger?
2: Oh man, um, yeah. No, I lo- I love traveling. Does Canada count?
0: Yeah, <laughs> it does. That's another country. You need a passport for it. So I say. Yeah.
2: yeah all right. I mean, some people. But yeah. Um, so I've been to I've been to Canada. Canada. Um, I have been to Israel. I have Israel. been to Spain. Spain. Greece. Costa Rica. Portugal. And Costa Rica. Um. Six. Costa Rica. Spain. Too. Spain, Greece, Portugal and um Costa Rica? Yeah, Co- Costa Rica, but I'm I'm blanking on one of them. Spain, Greece, Portugal, Italy, and Italy.
0: Italy. So seven countries, man. How about that?
2: Yeah. Um and I, I definitely, I definitely plan to go on more. I love. I mean, traveling is probably one of the best experiences I've I've had in my life. Just both times traveling and especially staying at hostels. Like you get to. All right. So so you go to this hostel. Yeah, tell me about and whatever hostel living. Dude, whatever country you're in, right, you go to this hostel and you meet people from all over the world. I mean, right now with Corona, it's like I would never go to a hostel. But once once all this is over, I'm, I'm excited to go back because like I, for instance, in the hostel I was at in Costa Rica, um, I met someone, I met multiple people from Brazil, Argentina, mm. the Netherlands. um Yes, like a bunch of people from Denmark were there, um, d- just all, all over the place. You know, I, I met some people from Germany. Um, th- there there's this one awesome guy who was like a doctor in Brazil, and he he w- was just like he was a super smart doctor, and it was like, I have a week, I'm just gonna let go. And this guy, you know, you know, I'm I'm sure he's like operating on people and just you know. <laughs> just doing so well. And I, I'm just seeing him like tank back beers. It's ridiculous. But, (laughs) but no, you just, you meet, I met so, I met a bunch of people from Sweden. Like you meet so many different people from so many different walks of life and you're just able to converse with them and like experiencing different culture. Like where, where, We're in America where, you know, capitalism rules and it's like, what are you doing? Are you not doing something right now? That's not okay. You need to be doing something constantly. Like Mm -hmm. you're, you're not working. What are you doing? You're a failure at life. And literally you go to Spain and they're like, oh yeah, no one's working right now. Everyone's literally taking a siesta. We're all sleeping. So like, you're just going to have to wait to get your beer because we don't care right now.
1: (laughs) yeah no
2: the The entire country of spain takes a two i think it's a two hour and i may be wrong with the time but i'm pretty sure it's a two hour siesta from like noon to 2 p.m just you can't get anything anywhere no one cares everyone's chilling that's it
0: boy what if we uh imagine we passed that in this country <laughs> and it's right the, it's the country's nap time huh
2: yeah, no, it's it's just it's really crazy going from country to country and just seeing all the cultural norms. You're so used to America. And when you yep. step outside of America, you're like, whoa, this is so diff-. like like when was the last time you went on? You went to New York, like New York City, you know, when, before COVID happened and, and you would just say hi to someone on the street.
0: Never. <laughs> We're just always it's
2: not in the culture yeah right
0: except if you're extremely except if you're extremely nice person most of the time you are um doing your thing
2: right I I was I I kid you not I was walking down the street probably like 2 p.m in Costa Rica and I just I made eye contact with someone we were walking by it was like one of those kind of weird awkward situations where you just make eye contact and rather than that person just being like and avoiding eye contact and just, like, walking. He's like,
1: oh, hey, how are you, man? Like,
2: <laughs> wait, you know, and at, at, at first, it was, like, a huge culture shock to me because it was like, yep. that's not normal. And then, as, you know, as the days went on in that place, I just realized, wow, these people really care about other people and their well-being and don't really give a crap about status. They don't care. I love that. And that was just – yeah it was it was really cool so when you um when all this is over and um and you get some cash in your pocket matt you gotta go traveling man oh
0: that's exactly what i was doing. i always want to travel i've never left the country but um Honestly, another thing that's just derailed this from COVID, I wanted to travel for the first time. So my first time that I did have some money to travel, I went to Los Angeles for the first time last October, visited Brad. And I was like, wow, I could do this on the reg. Well, I, there are some places in America I still want to see. I want to go to New Orleans really bad. i like to see what yeah. Miami's like. I, I want to see these major cities, Chicago, uh, Austin, Texas. Uh, I would like to see Phoenix. I like to see the Great Plains states too. I'd like to see mm-hmm. that, so I want to do that, and I do want to go to other countries, too. I would love to see go to Italy and Peru. I would love to see Spain. I think everyone – I've met a lot of people going to Spain. That seems like one of the most attractive places for Americans to go, and they
2: love oh, it. I love Spain. Love Spain. I would love to go to London.
0: I'd love to see London, and um, I'd like to see the French, France, too. One of the U-Heart classes I took was all on French films, and I loved – that's when I got into foreign flicks, too.
2: Oh, by the way, I've been to France and France. Germany. I forgot about those. All
0: right, I have to add this for uh, for uh, I need to add this to for my copy. Okay, nine countries. Now that is some
2: nine countries. France was only a day though; it was a day trip hey, from still Germany. Counts. So, I heard still you have counts. To be, I passed the border.
0: I heard. I, I guess this is with any country. I mean, this is a general thing. But you have to like. Is it true the French? Aren't too kind to Americans, like if they can tell you are one.
2: Oh, they hate that, us. Oh, It they hate is us. true. Okay. I don't want to. Oh, so, so, judge, so true. But dang. A stupid American. <laughs> oh, yeah. So true. So true.
0: I would like to. uh, Yeah, there are a lot of places I would love to, to go, and I plan on it. I really, really do. And now, why don't we get to all the other.
2: Yeah, where, where
0: in. I'm uh, oh, sorry, you're saying?
2: Where outside of the country? You said, you said Peru, you said Italy, right?
0: Yep. London. I love to, I mean the whole UK in general, I'd love to go to the UK. Uh, Italy, mm-hmm. said Italy, uh, Spain. I'd love to go to Australia. I want to see that culture. Same.
2: Yeah. Um, Agreed. I want to go to Australia.
0: I want to, uh, I want to see what it's like. I would just, any of these countries really, I need to, I need to get humbled. I'd like to go to, uh, Japan.
2: You know, yeah that's what that's on my list too japan's like a huge culture shock so different
0: i'll go to the uh tokyo disney world
2: tokyo disney i yeah. bet that's awesome i bet that's awesome
0: yeah so i uh i do plan on adding that hopefully for the second half of the 20s for me and uh such yeah so solid what about getting back to the food now what are some of uh, the worst food places or restaurants. I'll start. Um, I went to a flea market in Cape Cod and it was so <laughs> great flea market. It's actually one of the best flea markets I've been to, but the food was just, I mean, piece of shit. Um, food, stand. everyone was angry. I remember this guy, <laughs> the food was, I got, this was when I was a kid. I remember it so bad to this day. It must've been eight wow. hard, rock hard chicken nuggets I remember people were pissed. I remember this guy went up to the manager being a savage. This is the shittiest system you have. And uh, he said, you know, go fuck yourself to the person. But, uh, I mean, you don't need that, even though it was pretty terrible. But the Cape Cod flea market. uh, I forgot what town it is. And then I went to a – speaking of Cape Cod, this is – Cape Cod is not the place to get food except for seafood I've seen. (laughs) (laughs) I got this uh, – I went to an Ital- – first, I don't know why we went to an Italian restaurant in Cape Cod. No offense <laughs> to them, but um, I remember just the pizza. I swear to you, the Giorno pizza would have been better. It was like – what is that, like, stereotypical frozen pizza place? They have, like, the little cheat- – like, the pepperonis, a little, like, red dot. It's oh. – uh, I think it's – know. I, or something, but you know what I'm yeah. saying. yeah. That was I know what you pretty mean. Pretty much gave uh, the wings were just. I, I don't even think they. I think they baked them, which is fine to bake wings. But like this was. I remember at Hartford, Conover they had those TGI fake wings, that not even a drunk college kid would like. That they would even get pissed off about. That's what they served to us. So. Oh Cape God, Con, boy! I'm not saying a lot. Cape Cod is amazing for seafood, Absolutely. but. Don't get your Italian food there. At least not at this place.
2: Yeah. Um, shit. Yeah. Um, and flea markets. I'd say, I, yeah, I'll stay away from the flea markets and the Cape Cod pizza. Good to know. <laughs> uh, um, I'd, I'd honestly say my worst food probably came from the University of Hartford. Commons. <laughs> That's a bold Commons. Statement. I love it. I mean, I mean, dude, I, I definitely, I, I think, I tend to not go to like restaurants and make risky orders for the most part. And when I do it, I don't know. I, no restaurant is like shooting in my mind where it's like that was just terrible. But I know that the Commons at the University of Hartford literally gave the entire university diarrhea for like. <laughs> The first week of school. This is like, your let's freshman be, year. I think it was my sophomore year. Oh, or, my yeah. God. It diarrhea. was just University of Arkansas, man, man. <laughs> They're serving <laughs> us prison food. It's just so bad, so bad. Um, you know, we would those hot dogs. I don't know if you ever ate one of the hot dogs Hell there. Hell no dude, you could take one. Of, I did this one time. I did this one time. I, there was like a group of brothers at another table and I, I like looked around and I threw a hot dog up in the air just so it would like tumble like that. And it literally landed and bounced. It, it bounced. It it, it, it actually bounced. And I think, I think, uh, I think Kevin Dempsey was sitting next to me and I, we just looked at each other like, Oh, what just happened? Oh, uh, yeah, that was Commons, for sure.
0: Commons, man. You know, another thing, another pizza-related thing. I went to uh, one of the I, – I refuse to this day, even in New York, to get – unless unless I've had too much to drink, literally this is the only way. I don't really like 99-cent pizza. I've never, except for two bros, which is okay, I got really sick a lot of times from eating 99-cent slices. Like, uh, it gives me the odds of just thinking about it. And most of them are literal, I mean, holes in the, they make holes in the wall look like luxury apartments. Like, it was just so grimy. And i oh. I, I remember one particular 99-cent slice, I was interning at a casting office and I worked for free. So I had no choice but to get the nine-assist slices, but I was punishing myself. So, oh,
1: oh!
0: You ever had a bad? Terrible. Or, you ever had a bad or funny waiter experience? Like one time, I uh, in Buffalo Wild Wings, someone dropped our food. He didn't give a fuck. I mean, it's kind of it was kind of funny, but he just was a dick about it.
2: Uh, oh. I had a weird I had a weird experience this one time. Tell me about it. So so uh I was in Florida with my family for vacation and we're sitting at this we're sitting at this table and and our our waiter is just taking forever and and I look over and he's just he's <laughs> he's literally just bullshitting with this group of like really young girls like they i don't know been? probably 18 like seen? still in high school something like oh, that wow. they were you know they were attractive but like they're all just young like really young girls and i was like that's weird that this guy is like talking to these girls right now like you're a 48 year old man 50 year old man like this is just uncomfortable
1: yeah
2: um and we'd like to order high. So, you know, we're, we're waiting, we're waiting and you know, me and my sister are just kind of talking about it and we're like that's kind of cre-. like I was like is it just me or is that no kind tip. of creepy that he's
1: hmm?
0: you're like no tip after.
2: Yeah, I was like this is this is getting kind of weird. So then eventually the guy comes over and I you know, I'm I'm hangry at this point. I tend not I try to be super nice to waiters cuz I I understand that that's a really tough job, but you know, this guy just like blatantly ignored us for what felt like 20 minutes. So, you know, I, I, I just started asking passive aggressive questions just to make him feel uncomfortable for talking to like a group of what I thought were like 18 or 17 year old women. Like they're just like super uncomfortable that he's doing this.
0: I was saying before, was "Was that guy trying to be flirty? Then when you said the age is like, Nope, Nope. I take that back. Oh,
2: well, it's it, it felt like that, which is why I was like, "This is super weird and uncomfortable." Like, just let them eat their meal and, and like stop here. So I, you know, I started asking these weird questions and making him feel kind of uncomfortable. It's like, dude, you probably should like focus on your job and not these people. And then all of a sudden it turns out that he is the father of one of the girls in the party. Oh. And it's her, like 17 year old. It's like her 17th birthday. Oh, and my God. expression just changed fully. And I was like, yeah, this guy there? goes from like total creep to like, yeah, to to literally this, that's literally her dad. And I was like, Oh, <laughs> how the dynamic extra has changed. I'll
0: give you an extra tip now. <laughs> Can you tell me a funny restaurant experience? Yeah, right. Is that like a positive one? Like, I remember Burger when I went to Vegas once when I was a kid. I just had his name happened to be Dan and he was just the coolest waiter ever. He was like an older brother. He was just good vibes, funny storytellers. Um, he told me he was telling us how he was a former baseball player and remember to stay in school, don't do drugs. And he worked in the Rainforest Sick. Cafe in Vegas, and he was just a homie. And I remember his name. Just a real, real homie. You have a funny uh, oh, restaurant story.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Me, my parents, when I was younger, my parents and I went to Provincetown, which, as yeah, you probably know, Provincetown, now, I, Rhode Island is like. That's
0: a good sorry, that's a good. That's a place on the Cape. You're talking about Provincetown um, in Cape Cod. In Massachusetts, yeah, yeah. Now that I take that is a good place with great food, mostly great the seafood, of course. Yeah, but uh,
2: you were saying yeah. all right, you're yeah, in yeah. P
0: town, great place, great places.
2: Yeah, so we're in P town. We ask the we ask the concierge or whatever the person at the front desk. You know what's a good restaurant? She points us in the right direction, and um, we have this waiter named Brian, and he is just. Mm-hmm he he is like the most flamboyant person i've ever met in my life mm-hmm. just like just so flamboyant and he was he was so funny and it was like it was it was awesome cuz he would like make gay jokes about himself throughout the meal
0: oh yeah and he was
2: like <laughs> and he he would just make like, like the the you know the food was hot and he like some like called himself like, like you know maybe a little politically incorrect but he like called himself a flamer or something and and we just kind of laughed out of being uncomfortable but like <laughs> he was just super funny and the food was amazing and we kept going back there every day because that guy exactly like like that other like that wait trip that waiter you were talking about he just came with like really good energy really good vibes super happy all the time and just made us feel welcome he was like oh you guys. Guys, go sit wherever you want. I'll be right with you. You want some coffee? Yeah, you want some coffee. <laughs> nothing beats you know? amazing so that was,
0: server. We love our servers out here. Yeah. Always tip them and our bartenders too.
2: Hell yeah, yeah. I, I tip. I tip pretty generously. I I tend to like. I, I don't know. I just I used to work. I used to work as a busboy when I was a, a high schooler, and I just I saw like the way oh, people yeah. would treat the waiters, and it's. it's it's bull. So yeah, definitely tip your tip your waiters.
0: Absolutely, man. Making a note of that for sure. Oh man, can you tell me a funny dance story? You ever tell me? Can you tell me just a funny time when you broke it down, like? uh I don't know whether you're at a bar, whether you're at a wedding, whether you are at one of your hostels. Can You just tell me a great time when you broke it down, Burger. I know you have some great moves in you.
2: Oh, yeah, um, that's a good one. Uh, uh just I mean, just absolutely broke it down. Maybe. Yeah, I, I'd probably say my sister's wedding for sure. Hey. Um, lost in japan came on Was sean sean mendez wrote that song <laughs> lost in japan oh yeah oh and, yeah and i am i am absolutely obsessed with that song just every, everything about that song is perfect from beginning to end like i i know the chord progression i love it and um you know i was already psyched for my sister's wedding and when that song came on i just like i literally cleared the dance floor I like- pu- i i like pushed people aside as was like, This is my song, sorry <laughs> just just mm-hmm. broke down into dance um i'd say that and then uh i don't know there're definitely definitely some times in the fraternity where you know I, i'd be i remember i would just I would just start breaking down into dance to the point where um where uh jordan howard would start replicating my dance moves mm-hmm. and if jordan howard's howard replicating great your great dance jordan moves howard. you're doing something right
0: <laughs> oh man i love that guy much much appreciate. yeah Sam. man but we almost been
2: at it for an hour and a half
0: we've been really having some. i know it time. feels I hope like i've been are having a lot of fun because i certainly am
2: yeah dude no this is great i'm, I'm glad you had me on man seriously,
0: seriously, I'll only touch on a couple of things for you, and then you'll play one more song and uh um
2: Un- unfortunately well. it's like a little it's a little too late for me to be playing another song right now my uh i i think my neighbors may kill me really even in the <laughs> acoustic song uh, yeah it's like
1: if you getting, better, if it, if it
2: was like a pro- if it was a Friday night or Saturday or a Friday or Saturday night, yeah. But, like, on a weeknight, I just – I don't want to be a terrible, terrible neighbor.
0: I hear you. I hear you. Why don't you um tell me some of your best concerts you've ever been to, Burger?
2: Best concerts? Uh <sighs> I went to, in 2011, I think it was 2011, I went to a Black Keys and Arctic Monkeys concert, and that oh, blew right. my mind.
0: Now that's a That was now that's sick. A show.
2: Where was that the, at? Yeah. Um, where was yeah. that? Man. Uh, I think it was at TD. Okay. Think I think it was at TD. TD yeah, I think arena. it was at TD Bank in Boston. And that was the Arctic Monkeys actually didn't open. The Black Keys opened. No, no, no. The Arctic Monkeys opened. Open for and the Black Keys. Opened for the Black Keys. And it was mind-blowing because the Arctic Monkeys set was amazing. And then the Black oh, yeah. Keys came on and they were amazing. And it was just like song after song after song. That was just... <laughs> um and then uh my ex-girlfriend bought me tickets to while we were still dating obviously she bought me tickets to sublime with rome sublime with that concert that concert was sick because he plays he plays some old school sublime like uh santeria what i got date rape like songs like that and then he he has he um the, the new the new singer rome um he uh he wrote a bunch of awesome songs that he played with the band and it i uh that was at mohegan sun in connecticut and that venue has incredible bass so that whole that whole concert was just pretty mind blowing just the the sound quality was amazing um, i saw dead in company with austin actually that mm-hmm. was pretty cool but but um, I don't know. I don't know the, I don't know the dead as well as I know John Mayer. So I like I could recognize John Mayer's voice and like all of that. But I just I didn't know the songs that well. But um, that was a really cool show. How about and then um, Citizen Cope. That was pretty awesome.
0: Oh, I know Citizen Cope.
2: Yeah, uh- Citizen Cope. I've seen him. I've seen him twice. Uh, and then I saw Odd Future, Wolfgang, Kill Them All. That was sick. Where'd you see them? Uh, House of Blues, Boston.
0: All right. Well, you know how to uh, have, a, have a, a, quite a list of great concerts to go to.
2: Also, yeah, perfect. that was, was you know have,
0: Having said that now with you, and you're a musician yourself, translating that to your own concerts, what, what do you usually do to prepare when you are doing your own show?
2: That's a good question. Um, most of the time, I'll just go through a set list of, you know, the songs that I'm going to perform. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just play through, you know, I give myself a good amount of time before the show, a couple of, couple of weeks, and I play through them each song I want, I play through like five six times and if it's not perfect every single time I'll just keep doing it until it is and then I'll move on to the next song and it's just yeah repetition I just hammer it into my brain until it's like I don't even have to look at my hands they're just moving and my voice is just gliding along with the chords you know
0: And when you play in front of a live crowd, that's pretty much you just go and sing and then you just see your muscle memory and then you um, inspire your audience. That's pretty much how it goes.
2: Yeah, I mean, it all it all depends. Like if there's if there's a uh, if, if I have like my band with me or whatever, I mean, you know, my my drummer and my bassist um then you know it's it's a little bit different because they can you know they can provide some of the melody in the background and I can kind of just improvise and do some soloing um but you know if it's just me with an electric or an acoustic yeah most of the time it's just I lay down a pretty solid rhythm and then you know I can use my looper every once in a while if I want to put something in the background and solo over it but yeah just a lot of a lot of repetition with that, just so you know, I don't I don't forget anything on the spot because that's definitely happened a couple of times, and that's uh, that sucks. Hey, Not fun. We
0: well, all it's the trial and tribulations, and just makes you a better musician. That's what.
2: Oh yeah, absolutely.
0: And much much admiration for that. Well, burger. As I'd like to end every podcast before we say our goodbyes. I like to do something called the Proust questionnaire. And that's from an old French television uh, personality. And this was made famous from inside the Actor studio. And I would love to ask you some of these rapid fire, but also d- kind of deep questions. So cool. if you wanna get into that, I'm very intrigued by your answers to these especially.
2: Love it, let's go, excited. Right.
0: My first question
2: for you, Dan,
0: what is your favorite word?
2: My favorite word, I was not expecting that. Um, love.
0: Love, all right. Great answer. That's a first. I like that. What's your least favorite word? Hate. Hate is, again, great answer. All right. When I ask you this question, this is not a sexual question, this is just a general question. What turns you on? Like some people say might say listening to live passion. music or passion. Okay, great. What turns you on in this world is passion. I can attest to that for sure. What turns you off?
2: Um, negative attitudes.
0: Negative attitudes, beautiful, beautiful. Number five, what sound or noise do you love?
2: Guitar, <laughs> plain and simple.
0: The guitar, I can, that's definitely on my list of what sounds and noises I love. What sound or noise do you hate? The trumpet? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, sound or noise do I hate? Uh, the sound of chewing.
0: Oh, man. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. I know a few people like that and it drives me nuts. What is your favorite? Card? Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> uh great. I love that. What profession other than your own would you like to attempt?
2: Uh Singer-songwriter if if that's not what I already am, I don't know.
0: <laughs>
2: Perfect. You know, I guess I don't get paid for it, so it's not a career yet.
0: Well, I'm sure you will very soon before we know it. I genuinely believe that. What profession would you not like to do?
2: Um, I. Guess, uh, maid that would be my worst nightmare. You do not want to be a maid, that's a good answer. No, I, I I don't like cleaning up after my own mess, cleaning up after other people's mess sounds terrible.
0: I mean, yeah, you know how gross some people are. Oh, I mean, <laughs> especially the pledging days showed that.
2: But oh, final, yeah, oh, yeah.
0: My final question before we say goodbye, Dan if heaven exists, what would you like God to hear you say? What would you like God to hear? If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates?
2: Where's your guitar?
0: Hey, (laughs) beautiful answer. Well, what have we learned? We've learned about your world travels. You performed some amazing songs for us. We talked about your songwriting. We talked about your... uh, the humbleness you have gotten in 2020, your engineering career and all these cool things. Is there anything else you want to say? If you want to leave off before uh, we say goodbye?
2: Uh, no, man, I was, it was a pleasure being on. I, uh, I love what you're doing with this. I think you should keep it up. You're kind of killing it. Um, you know, it's, it's great that, you know, you took something negative and you're turning it into such a positive thing. I, uh, I admire that. I appreciate that. I think you're doing really well. And um, no, nothing, nothing but good vibes and blessings your way, Matt.
0: Seriously, nothing but good vibes and blessings your way, Dan. And I'm just inspired from what you've done, what you are growing into. You're quite an inspiring young man, and I'm very glad we're friends. And I want to see you hopefully once this pandemic is over. And uh, you got a lot of my respect, my friend. So keep doing what you're doing, and I can't wait to see where you're going. I really can't.
2: Same here, bro. Same here. Same on, same on this end. Yo, it was great talking to you, Matt.
0: Yes. And, um, where can we find your music, Dan, just for the audience? Where can we
2: find Um, you? Yeah, I'm, I'm on two different, uh, two different platforms, uh, on, or two different accounts on Instagram. Uh, there's the at 3am headlights, three, the, the number AM headlights, and then, um, there's also my, uh, my personal account where I definitely post the music too, as well. Um, and that's, uh, D a N N B U U R G E R. Uh, that's, that's the app for, um, for that Instagram.
0: All right. And is, can we find your music on YouTube or any like streaming?
2: streaming oh yeah. Like uh, yeah. You can find it on YouTube, uh, Spotify, Apple music. Um, Google Play, all, all of those, uh, all of those streaming platforms. Just type in "3 a.m. headlights" and um, look for uh, look for a picture of the ocean with a with like yellow sand and a uh, a car in the middle of the ocean, and you got it.
0: Beautiful. Well, as Dan said, look at 3AM Headlights on all streaming platforms, including Spotify, Apple Music, and Google Play. You can look him up on YouTube, and you can find him on Instagram with Dan Berger and 3AM Headlights. Dan, again, I got a lot of love for you. You inspire me, and I know you're inspiring a lot of these listeners and audiences. Thank you so much for coming on the show, and I will see you really, really soon. You're the man.
2: Yeah, you're the man too, Matt. Much love, brother.
0: Wow, 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 Dan Berger is awesome, isn't he? He has some great tracks, he had some great stories, and he is good company- most of all. Seriously, Dan Berger, thanks again for coming on the show. I will be back here on Thursday with the incredible Stephen Casalunas as we have a very deep conversation of sports and other stuff in this world. It includes a more honest talk about fraternity life, which include beer discussions and again a very very good portion of sports chat during our conversation and seriously I really really encourage you all to check out this awesome bright young man and the conversation he had with me it was incredible and that will be on Thursday show please continue to check me out also on the tweet cap which you can check me and Ryan Page out on our site on our podcast where we discuss the trending topics on twitter that is on every friday on all streaming platforms and podcasting platforms especially apple apple spotify stitcher Google Podcasts and all of that great things. And again, you want to especially check out last week's episode where we talked to Melissa Wilkerson, a toxicologist student getting her PhD at Rutgers University, as we had a very honest talk about the upcoming vaccine that will help end this pandemic. That was last week on the Tweet Cap. Check it out. Check us out again this Friday. And yeah, guys, we have a lot of good things in store. And once again, Thanks again to Dan Berger. You can check out his music by typing in 3AM Headlights and you can check his music out on all streaming platforms there, which include Spotify and Apple Music to check out Dan Berger's incredible music. And again, thank you so much for coming on the show, Dan. You are the man. And with that, we're back on Thursday with Stephen Casalunas. Be sure to have a great um, next few days, and be sure to be killing it in this world as per usual. And with that, my name is Matt Brown. This is the Productive Conversations Podcast, and we will see you all very, very soon.
1: Good night, good luck, and peace. You're still here?